Oh my God, Andy says. You're going to teach Ryan Stiles how to play piano? Settle down, girl. I said I'd think about it. We're in a late-night deli on Wilshire, waiting for pastrami sandwiches and coffee. Coop is drumming his fingers on the table, scanning the room for our waitress. Andy leans back in the booth and gazes at the ceiling. Ryan Stiles? I mean, he's just so... Dreamy? Coop offers sarcastically and catches my eye. How much are they going to pay you for this, uh, service? Yes, Andy says. Dreamy, all that dirty blonde hair and those piercing blue eyes. We didn't talk about money, and anyway, I didn't say I'd do it. Oh, you have to, Andy says, gripping my arm. I so want to meet Ryan Stiles. Could we visit the set? Maybe have dinner with him? I laugh. Listen to Miss Starstruck FBI agent. Maybe I can get coupon as the police consultant, too. Hmm. I like that idea, Coop says as the waitress brings our order. My years of experience could lend a certain authenticity. They always get it wrong in these cap movies. They usually get the music wrong, too, I say. How many times have you watched a scene where a band is playing? The drummer is clearly playing brushes, but what you hear is a stick on the cymbal. Coop and Andy look at each other. Who notices something like that? Andy says. Coop nods in agreement. I shrug and give up. We wolf down the sandwiches and Andy is impatient for the check. Come on, baby, I'm in a mood now. The second night at the bakery goes just as well as the first, but there's no sign of either Grant Robbins or Ryan Stiles, and frankly, I'm relieved. On Saturday, however, I spot Robbins in a front-row seat next to a man with long, dark hair and even darker sunglasses. I try to ignore Robbins' presence and not think about how I'm going to tell him I'm going to pass on his proposal. I'd spent Friday browsing through some movies on the hotel's VCR while Andy was out visiting old friends from the L.A. Bureau. Robbins was right, I thought as I watched Martin Milner look pretty convincing as a guitarist in Sweet Smell of Success, Steve Allen as Benny Goodman, Jimmy Stewart as Glenn Miller, and Richard Gere as a trumpet player in Cotton Club. Sal Minio playing Gene Krupa looked good, but then he actually played drums, so he had all the moves down, and it was Krupa playing on the score. I was disappointed in Spike Lee's Mo Better Blues, Denzel Washington looked like he knew his way around a trumpet, but after being beaten up, he turns up at a jazz club a year later and discovers he can't play. Wouldn't he have tried at home first? Maybe I'm just too picky. I had to admit, Forrest Whitaker was the most impressive as Charlie Parker in Bird. Who tutored him, I wondered. Probably saxophonist Lenny Niehaus, who scored most of Clint Eastwood's films but now I lose myself in my foolish heart as we finish our last set at the jazz bakery. When I look up from the keyboard, Robbins is gone. I thank the audience once again, sorry to have the gig over. Nothing until a few days at Yoshi's in San Francisco next month. I head back to the dressing room and find Grant Robbins and the man I'd seen next to him waiting for me. The long, dark hair and the sunglasses are gone. He jumps to his feet and grabs my hand, 
and I'm shaking hands with Ryan Stiles. Oh man, that was so cool, Stiles says. You're even better in person than on record. He turns to Robbins. Isn't he? Robbins smiles. I told you, didn't I? Man, I can't wait to get started. What do you say, Evan? You going to do this for me? I sit down and look at them both. Up close and personal, Styles is even more impressive. The unruly blonde hair, the glimmering blue eyes, the persuasive voice are all part of the package. He's shorter than I thought, but has a compact athlete's body. I imagine few people ever refuse to do anything Ryan Styles wants. He's like a young Robert Redford, exuding charm. And now he's turning it all on me.